The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Yasmin Juma, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. On this Patriot Day, Virginians will be able to set aside time virtually to honor and remember the almost 3,000 people who died and thousands injured in the terrorist attacks 19 years ago today. Charles Fishburne reports. For Virginians, the attack on the Pentagon was the first and deadliest foreign attack on Washington since the British burned the Capitol in 1812. So many folks that worked in the Pentagon were killed on that day, were Virginians, lived in Virginia. Clay Moncastle is director of the Virginia War Memorial. It's part of understanding the entirety of the American military experience, not only honoring those that have served and died in our wars, but trying to get people to understand why those wars happened in the first place. Because of the pandemic, the Patriot Day ceremonies will be streamed tonight at 7 on the Virginia War Memorial's Facebook page and on its website. A film will also be debuted about Virginia veterans and their families who lived through 9-11. Charles Fishburne, VPM News. COVID-19 restrictions are being eased in Hampton Roads. Governor Ralph Northam said Thursday that health metrics have significantly improved, so the region can join the rest of the Commonwealth in phase three of reopening. The targeted COVID-19 restrictions for this area that are being lifted originally went into effect on July 31st. They included a ban on gatherings of more than 50 people and a requirement that restaurants stop selling alcohol after 10 p.m., Over the past six weeks, state officials say the number of new COVID-19 cases has been going down and that the percent of positive cases is currently below the statewide average. A group of state senators voted down a bill Thursday that would have allowed for police to be sued for violating someone's rights. The lawsuit protections, known as qualified immunity, have been a key target for policing reform advocates. Roberto Roldan has more. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted 12 to 3 to kill the bill, being carried by Democratic Delegate Jeff Bourne. That same committee had already voted down another version of the bill. Virginia law enforcement officers will continue to be shielded from lawsuits for all but the worst instances of misconduct. Those protections are necessary for police to do their job, says Republican Senator Mark Obenshain. We've got to give them the ability to exercise some judgment and to make a mistake. Otherwise, there's no way that we are going to ever be able to fill these positions. Ending qualified immunity was a top priority for police reform advocates like the ACLU of Virginia. They say people whose rights are violated should get their day in court. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. A version of the bill that creates the Marcus Alert system is now heading to the state Senate for consideration. But the family of the bill's namesake, Marcus David Peters, isn't happy with changes recently made to it. The bill originally called for all localities to have the system in place by January 2022. But last week, it was changed to implement the system in phases, with most of Virginia having until 2026 to get it in place. Peters' sister, Princess Blanding, says that's too long to wait. That's a lot of lives lost. That's a lot of uh, people being incarcerated for having a, a mental health crisis. And that's a lot of people being brutalized. Blanding says the proposal, which is sponsored by Richmond Delegate Jeff Bourne, is closer to what advocates want. 
The Senate version lets localities decide how they want to implement the system. Republican Delegate Glenn Davis is launching his second bid for lieutenant governor. The Virginia Beach businessman says he's best positioned to bring Virginians together. Davis has occasionally broken ranks with conservatives on issues like LGBTQ rights and Medicaid expansion. He unsuccessfully ran for the job in 2017 while campaigning in a yellow RV. Davis's former colleague, Tim Hugo, who was one of the last Republicans left in Northern Virginia until his defeat last year, has also expressed interest in the job. The U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency is asking a federal judge to allow new prisoners to be transferred to its detention facility in Farmville. Currently, ICE is barred from bringing in any new detainees into Farmville after a widespread coronavirus outbreak. People detained at the facility sued last month after more than 90 percent of detainees tested positive for COVID-19. Lawyers for ICE are arguing that since the outbreak is now under control, barring all transfers keeps them from doing their job. The injunction will stay in place at least until a hearing on October 6. A group of attorneys general say the Environmental Protection Agency hasn't been upholding state commitments to cleaning the Chesapeake Bay. Thursday, they sued. Patrick Larson has more. Clean Water Blueprint requires Washington, D.C. and the states that drain into the bay meet certain pollution control benchmarks by 2025. Virginia's top prosecutor, Mark Herring, says plans from New York and Pennsylvania, which hold major Chesapeake tributaries, don't do enough to address pollution from their states. And this also means that the EPA, the administrator of this agreement, must enforce the terms and hold the partners accountable. Herring and three other attorneys general have sued the EPA for accepting those plans. They say it's a breach of the Clean Water Act, which gives the EPA responsibility over agreements like the blueprint. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Housing advocates have filed a class action lawsuit against the Hampton-based law firm Senex for implementing, quote, abusive and unfair debt collection practices in violation of federal law. Kelly Salzman is an attorney with the Legal Aid Justice Center. She said already struggling tenants go deeper into debt because Senex charges unjustifiable attorney's fees. They're doing such a high volume, there is no way that they're providing meaningful attorney involvement into any one individual notice. Salzman said Senex also uses landlords' names when corresponding with renters. This violates federal debt collection laws that require transparency to allow tenants who receive certain notices to direct their questions to the proper parties. Senex is one of the largest firms behind mass evictions in Virginia. This is the second time it's been sued over the same practices in under five years. All of the stories you've heard can be found at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 